are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking on the subject of love. Last week we talked on love and and uh, how many believe here that love is a pretty important subject? Yes. I think it's a very important subject, isn't it? Amen. And uh, it's a subject quite often where we don't really, uh, sometimes we don't preach about enough. Amen. Uh, there's some real deep truths in God's word in reference to love. What, where do we go for answers to Bible questions? We go to the Bible. That's where you're going to find answers to Bible questions is in the Bible, right? And that's where we're going to find answers to God's word about, God, God's word about love. Amen? Amen? Because, um, well, as we go along here and read, uh, our text is John, 13th chapter, 34th verse. You can turn there if you've got your Bibles. Amen? John 13, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hallelujah. Now, this is written in red, brothers and sisters. That means this is Jesus talking. Amen? This is the commander-in-chief of the body of Christ. This is your Lord. This is my Lord that's talking to us here. So he's giving us some, some, some instructions. Amen? Now, the Bible teaches us that it's important for us to hear. The Bible tells us, be careful what you hear and be careful how you hear. So hearing is a very important thing. Amen. So today we want to be individuals who hear the word of God. Right? 13 and 34. Jesus saying, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. One another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Now, this is written to the church. This is not written to the world. This is written to the church. Amen? And the Bible says here that this is how the world is going to know you are a disciple of Jesus. Is your love, my love, for one another. This is how the world is going to know that we are disciples of Jesus because of our love one to another. And that means that not how big a Bible you carry around. And that's not going to do it. You know? How much scripture you can quote, that's not going to do it. No. What's going to do it is because you love me and express that love and I love you, and I express that love, and the world's going to look at that and go, now that's different. We're not operating in that here. But you people are. And it's going to draw, that would draw people. There's nothing like love to draw people. True love is like a bright, shining light. Is it not? So this is how men are going to know that we are disciples of Jesus because we have love one for another. First Thessalonians 
go over to First Thessalonians and chapter 4 and 9. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Now, who is going to be able to teach us about love? God. The Bible says that God teaches us, our Father teaches us how to love. Well, that's pretty important because um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's the best teacher of all is God. Now, he's going to teach me, he's going to teach you how to love. Amen? Now, when... Um, Romans 5, 5 says to us that, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You see, when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you received agape love. You remember what Galatians 5 says? Galatians 5 says it's a fruit of the Spirit. Right? Love is the first visible fruit in a Christian's life or should be. Amen? That's the first visible fruit. That, in other words, you and I should be emulating love because it's in us. You see, it was given to us when we got born again by the Holy Ghost. That love is in us. Now, what happens when Christians don't operate in love? Well, what happens is that we suppress it. We don't pay attention to it. Do you know that the Holy Ghost can be working in your life right now and you can suppress that? You can just not pay attention to it. You can just not hear it. You can just put it aside. Well, the same thing is true with love. If we don't operate, we have to... We have to see, love is not a feeling. You see, we've been taught for a long time. When I was a young boy, growing up in school system and all that and whatever, just you know, growing up, uh, we were taught quite often that through song and demonstration that love was just a feeling. Man, I feel love. Huh? Oh, yeah. Or the thrill is gone. You see? That's all. The thrill is gone. Man, the love's gone. But that's not what love is. Agape love is unconditional love. It's not based on your feelings. God love that's, that's the God kind of love, is agape love. That's what real love is. Amen? The love we're talking about here. The love that was shed abroad in our heart was an unconditional love. But you and I, we have to make sure that we let it operate in our lives. And that is a decision. You have to will to do that. Just like the Father willed to send His only Son to the cross, to die for you and I. If he had gone by feelings, that wouldn't have worked. Because he didn't feel like sending his son to the cross. Amen? So you and I, see the Bible says that we are to love one another like Christ's love does. Let's read that again. As Christ loved us. Let's go back over to John again. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, how did Jesus love us? That you also love one another. How did Jesus love us? 
Well, he gave. Amen. He gave his life. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Praise the Lord. Let's go over to, let's go over to John, the 15th chapter of John. This is Jesus again in red. If you abide in me. Now we established last week that abiding means living. This is, Jesus, this is, this, this is, what, this is what this is saying. This is where you live. See, love is a lifestyle. It's not up one day, down the next. Amen? See, that would be a different form of love. Perhaps that is more happiness proportional to your circumstances. Having a great day. Everybody's with me. I'm having fun. Man, it's great. I'm happy. But somebody comes and does something wrong to you, all of a sudden you're not so happy you're not having such a great day. But you see, this kind of love is not based on that. Amen? It says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it be done unto you. Okay. Now we are understanding here, something's going on. Because when we start to operate in love, we start to draw on heaven. When we start to live in love, we start to um, make a demand on heaven. And Jesus says it here, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. In other words, we got a relationship here, don't we? I mean, we got to have the word of God abiding in us, living in us. We got to have a relationship. It, it doesn't work by osmosis. You know, it's just not going to seep into you because you're sitting around somebody that's, you know, paying attention to the word of God. You may get a little bit of a slopped over blessing sometime or another when the Spirit of God's moving, but that isn't going to do you any good when you need it, when, you need the, when the hard times come. No, no, you need the Word of God abiding in you. Well, you could have jumped in with amen there too. Amen. Amen. Uh, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Continue in that love. Live in. Abide. It's a lifestyle. It's who you are. You are love. Because your father is love. See, your love, the Bible says that God is love. It doesn't say he has love. He says he is love. You have the spirit of the living God dwelling in you. Amen? So that love is dwelling in you. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Well, here again we go for the word. Because you're not going to know the commandments of the Lord Jesus without time in his word. You understand how important it is that we open up the Bible and have fellowship with the Lord. We're, we're beginning to see that more and more all the time, aren't we? You see, you, 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 you understand that around here now we're starting to, we, we, we're emphasizing the word a lot. Do you know why? Because apart from the word of God, we cannot have success in our lives. You can come to church and pretend, you know, I mean, you can come here and just gather as a social gathering. Well, that's good. We could do that down at the bar, too. But we don't just gather here as a social gathering. We're here to learn from the Lord Jesus. We're here to gain uh, revelation knowledge that can only come through the Spirit. It can't come, through, it's not going to come through your flesh. It's going to come through the Spirit. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. So, I'll tell you, 
we, we got to have the word of God. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And last week we talked about the correlation between the love walk and your joy. You see? You hear, did you hear it here? That my joy might remain in you and your joy might be full based on the commandments of God and based on the love commandment that he's telling us. You and I walking in that love one to another will bring joy in our midst. It'll bring joy in our life. But if we backbite, if we, the Bible says, devour one another, if we gossip about one another, if when, if when our brother or sister has been um, ridiculed by somebody, instead of standing up and saying, hold it, that's my brother. You're talking about my brother here, you know that? Instead of doing that, we go, yeah, yeah, you might be right. Well, then now you've just sided in. And the Bible says that's a very dangerous place to be because you are coming against a child of God. And you have no right to be judging another man's servant. Hallelujah. See, these are things we have to learn. See, sometimes we wonder why some hard times happen in our lives. Well, just, you know, I mean, there's sometimes we operate in ignorance. We just don't, maybe there's some here that didn't even understand. Well, am I supposed to love my brother? They didn't, maybe they didn't even understand that. They knew inside that they had care and concern. But what, what, am I supposed to really love my brother even when he does something wrong to me? Am, am I supposed to lift him up and, and pray for him and, 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 and uh, you know, Love him even when he's done me wrong? Oh, the Bible says yes. Let's go on. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Okay, here we go, 13. Good, good scripture here. Now, greater love hath no man. There's no, there's no greater love here than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, that doesn't mean to say you necessarily take a bullet. That's not what we're necessarily talking about here. We're talking about that, that you would put yourself behind your brother. And we're going to talk about that today. Last week we talked about the most evident form of divine love was giving. I mean, that's the most, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't do anything better than, for divine love than to give. Giving of yourself. Jesus gave of himself. The Father gave of his, of his Son. It all inter- indicates towards giving. But love does something else. Love, brothers and sisters, prefers one over another. Love prefers somebody else over yourself. Let's go into Romans, the 12th chapter. And this is where it starts to get a little harder for us. Because in our society today... We are not really taught this kind of thinking. It's a mentality that is kind of definitely foreign to us. Um, we've been taught just the opposite, in fact, that number one, uno, me. That's who really counts. Amen? That's the way we're taught. But that's, that's, a, that's apart from the Word of God. Let love be without dissimulation or hypocrisy. Okay? Let love be without hypocrisy. 
In other words, don't say one thing and do another. Don't say you love your brother and then you go home and you talk crossways about him all the time. That's not walking in love. Abhor that which is evil. Abhor that which is evil. Wow, even that just now. We, that, that speaks volumes to us in our age, doesn't it? I mean, man, alive. We are, <laughs> if you, you can just turn on the TV and you see evil every time. I mean, just everything, it's all around us. And you know, that's a plan of the enemy. You know? He wants to get us over and so that we do not abhor evil so much, but rather we're just kind of uh, putting up with it. Instead of standing up against evil, we kind of just kind of, well, that's their life. This is my life. But that's not what the Bible says. Okay? Let's go on here a bit. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Wow. That means that you prefer your brother, that means you prefer your sister above yourself. That means they come first. That's what that means. That is what godly love is about. And that's the title of our messages, right? The love of God. Now you can see how we need to really work on this a little bit when we start getting into this area. Because it quite often... Uh, we will, we will um, if we sense that somebody is doing us wrong, we somehow feel we have the right to retaliate. Isn't it true? It is true. If somebody does me wrong, I should have the right to do him wrong back. After all, it is an eye for an eye, right? No, Jesus, Jesus is talking here. Jesus is saying, no, no, no. No, you're to love one another as I have loved you. Amen? Let's go over to, glory to God, hallelujah. Let's go over to Philippians. <laughs> oh, God is good, amen. You see, he's teaching us this kind of stuff so that, well, so that we can be a blessing to those around us. We're expecting great and mighty things to happen around here, aren't we? But God is, he's got to do a little work in our hearts. We kind of, we kind of been out in the desert a little too much. We've been kind of out, out there drying up a little bit. We need to come back over into the fellowship of things. We need to come over into the fellowship of the Father. Get, get, some, get some godly wisdom. Get some godly direction. You know, we need to, we need to, we need to just kind of change some of the things we've been doing. All of us. Come on, we could all grow. We could all do better. Amen? We could all do better. We could all draw closer to the Lord. We could all see more miracles happening. We could all see more healings happening. We could all reach out to more people. But we need the love to do it. We need, first of all, we have to recognize that we need it. <clears throat> then we have to see what the love of God is about. And then we have to appropriate that love. We have to, get, we have to let that love exercise out through us. Amen? Those are the, those, that's what we've got to do before we can get started. Philippians chapter 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem 
another better than himself. Wow. I think that's what we've been kind of talking about. Here's Paul telling us, the Apostle Paul is telling us that we are to have lowliness of mind, that we don't think of ourselves more than we ought to, that we don't need to have a high-minded attitude. <clears throat> Amen? A high-minded attitude will get us into problems because it'll, it'll help us, for sure, to walk out of love. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem one better than themselves. One another better than themselves. We're talking about the love of God. We're talking about how, how that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. We're talking about how that the love is in us. We have the ability. We don't have to get the ability. We have the ability already to walk in this kind of love. It's a God kind of love. It's an agape love. And we have the ability to do it. We're just talking about how we can release it. How we can choose to let this love work in our lives. Because it is a choice. Amen? Okay. Let's go over to Luke. Praise the Lord. You see how rich the word is and how it, uh, it will lead us? Luke 6.27 Jesus again talking. But I say unto you, which hear, so hearing again is very important, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitely use you. Already we're walking out of the boat, aren't we? We've already stepped out of the boat here and we haven't got started basically. Huh? Pray for those that despitefully use you. Bless them that curse you, pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, hmm, forbid not that thy, uh, to take thy coat also. In other words, if he's going to steal your coat, cloak, give him your coat. Now, 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 why do you think this would be? I mean, as we read on, we'll, we'll, we'll know some more of this, but do you, do you think God's trying to, you know, rob from us? No. He knows this, that if you operate in this love that we're talking about, and the enemy comes to take from you, he's well able to bless you. He's well able to bring it back to you sevenfold. <laughs> so actually, this could be a blessing in your life. See, we don't see it that way at first. We see it as somebody coming against us, and we want to get back at them because after all, they stole our cloak. We're not going to let them have our coat. After all, we're going to stand up for our rights. But Jesus has a different way of putting this. And, and, and like I say, this you will not find in the world. This kind of love, you know, Christianity is the only religion that has this love. Nobody else has it. It only comes through Jesus. Nobody has this kind of love. That's why Jesus could say, by this shall men, all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one for another. Because other people don't operate in this kind of love. Other religions don't operate in this kind of love. They may for a time, but when it comes right down to the crunch, no. Okay? Now, let's go to 30. Give to every man that asketh thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask him not. Again, 
As ye would that men should do unto you, do also unto them likewise. If you love them which love you, what thinketh ye have? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to those which do good to you, what thank you have? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, that, what, do you, what, 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 what is in that? Amen? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. So this, Jesus is talking about the whole world system works in this fashion. But you're going to work differently. But love your enemies. This is 35. And do good and land hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. Oh. Oh, the Lord didn't leave us out here, did he? Now this is heaven's blessings. This is heaven's rewards. This is where you would store up some treasure in heaven where a moth or canker worms or nothing worms could eat it or destroy it. <clears throat> no, it's stored up. You know that the Father is keeping some notes? Mm-hmm. He's keeping some notes. He knows what's going on. This is no surprise to him. It would be no surprise that an individual would try to do you wrong and you decided to follow the word of God and get blessed. That wouldn't surprise him, would it? He would know what's going on. <clears throat> For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. <clears throat> Anybody experience that? Oh, yeah. You were unkind and evil. I was unkind and evil. And the Father's love was expressed to me and it was expressed to you. Be therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive and ye shall be forgiven. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I need forgiveness. There's times I make some mistakes. I need it. I need to go to the Father. I need to, I need to go to 1 John 1.9. I need to ask for forgiveness when I make a mistake. Well, here it tells me that if I'll sow the right seed, see, this is the, eternal, this is the law of sowing and reaping right here. If I'll sow the right seed, I'll reap a good harvest. In other words, if I'll forgive my brother, if I'll forgive my sister, if I'll forgive those that despitefully used me and turned against me, if I'll, if I'll forgive them, the Father which is in heaven will turn around and forgive me and it'll be well with me. It will be well with me. But if I choose to do the opposite, then a bad seed would be sown, wouldn't it? And we don't want bad seeds in our life. Everything is based on sowing and reaping, brothers and sisters. You and I are not redeemed from the law of sowing and reaping. We're redeemed from the curse of the law, but you're not redeemed from sowing and reaping. Yeah. You, you and I, we're not going to get away with just going out there and just, you know, flapping our gums and saying things against our brothers and sisters and just, you know, making jokes about the pastor and all that kind of stuff and just doing whatever and just, you know, talking crosswise of God's word and, and, and not paying any attention to the Bible and just, you know, it's just a, it's just a book. You, you think you get away with that? It, it's not, it's not going to happen. You're going to have some trouble in your life. And then you're going to shake your head and go, well, what's going on here? Well, I'll tell you what can go on. If you don't pay attention to this word and you open your mouth and talk contrary to the word of God, 
you won't reap good results, brothers and sisters. So let's stick with the word. Let's just believe that the Bible is so and act upon it. That's who we are. We are Christians. We are to be Christ-like. Given it should be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over shall men give unto your bosom. You want to know how to open the windows of heaven? Start operating in love. Oh yeah. It didn't say heaven was going to do it. It said he'd open the windows of heaven, but he said men would give unto your bosom. God's not a counterfeiter. He's not dropping stuff out of heaven. He's going to use what's available here on the earth to bless you and me. And it comes through his channel. Shall men give unto your bosom? For with the same measure that you meet, that same measure, with all, it shall be measured to you again. Praise the Lord. Wow. I'm thinking that uh, walking in love is getting more and more interesting all the time. It seems to me that... Um, God's got some wonderful things to say about it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go on just a little bit more here. I just We'll read this. Let's go to 39. And he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above the master, but everyone that is uh, perfect shall be his own master. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye and perceive not the beam that's in thy own eye? In other words, what are you doing judging your brother for something, some small speck that's in his eye when you got a two-by-four stuck out of your own? Right. Yeah. You, you aren't even paying attention to what you got in your own life going on and you're out there talking and judging your brothers and your sisters. Amen? This is what the word's saying here. Okay, let's go on. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and perceiveth not the beam that's in thy own eyes? Either how can thou cast, uh, can thou sayest to thy brother, Brother, let me pull that mote that is in thine eye, when thou hast behold not the beam that's in your own eye. So you're out there, you want to help your brother by getting rid of what's bad in his life. <laughs> yeah, let me help you. Let me help you get rid of that mote that's in your eye. Let, let, let me lead you into, into goodness. And you, 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 you forgot that you got something big in your, in your own life. No, no, we have, to, we, have to, we have to operate in love, brothers and sisters. Let's, you know, we do not know what's going on in other people's lives around us. You can, I cannot judge you. I can't come up to you and say, you know, you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. You know, you should be doing this. You know, how, how is it that I am to judge you? You're not my servant. If you were my servant, then I could. But you're not. You're God's servant. You belong to him. That's why it's important that we, especially those who are ministering the word, we stick with the word. Don't, don't get your feelings and your opinions all in there. That's not good. Stick with the word of God because it's the word of God that's going to bring the freedom. It's the word of God that's going to deliver the saints. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And there has been church splits over these very things that we're talking about. Have you seen it? Have you been around any of it? What a horrible thing to have happen to a body of believers. 
that somehow the enemy could get in there and stir up strife and division and could actually bring to naught a group of individuals. They'd split and go other places. And sometimes, you know what? Some of these people just hardly, they never recover the rest of their lives hardly. It's such a, sh you know, because it, it's, it's, well, it's, it's the enemy at work. It's what it is. You see, we don't want to give place to that, brothers and sisters. I'll tell you, we want to stop that thing in its tracks. If, it's, if it tries to come into this place, you need to stand up and say, hold it. We are not going to let the enemy have place in this, in this sanctuary. We're not going to let the enemy take any ground here. No, no, we're going we're gonna to believe the Lord for, to operate in love one with another. We're going to support one another. We're going to love one another. We're going we're gonna to prefer our brother above ourselves. We're going to stick together. And we are going to see mighty things done. Do you know the disciples, when they came together, and I'm not talking about just the 12. I'm talking about, you know, there was 120 of them. They were together in that upper room. And I'll tell you, they were together in one accord, the Bible says. That means that they weren't fighting with one another. They weren't worried about who was dressed how or the type of hair they had or what they were wearing, that kind of stuff. No, no, they were focused in on the love that Jesus had for them. They were focused in on what was done at the cross. They were focused in on the things of God, and as they came together and, and, and prayed and hung out together and ate together and, 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 and blessed one another, what happened? It created an atmosphere for the power of God to come. It created an atmosphere. Well, you think that that won't create an atmosphere in this place? When you and I, when we become in this place expecting to love one another, expecting to receive from the Heavenly Father? Do you think that that won't create an atmosphere for the things of God to move in our midst? Do, are you longing for it? Do you want to see it? Do you want to see the gifts of the Spirit operating here? Don't we want to see that? And you know, even if you don't want to, you really do, but just don't know it. But it's true. Sometimes, sometimes we don't really know what we need. And we don't really know what we want. The Father has to begin to show us some things. Amen? Oh, yeah. See, we have to trust Him. He knows what we need. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I can see you're getting it. Hallelujah. It's, it's good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. Chapter 2 of Romans. We'll start at 1. Therefore, thou art an excusable, old man, whosoever thou art that judges. For when, wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself very thing we were talking about. For thou that judgest does not the same thing? But we are sure that the judgment of God according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doeth the same? And that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance, 
and long-suffering for not for uh, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth men to repentance. Let me read it in the Amplified. And uh, I've got, I got it written down here in the Amplified in the New Living. Romans 2.1 Therefore, you have no excuse or justification, every one of you. Hypocritic, hip, wow. Hypocritically, took me a second to get that. Hypocritically judges and condemns others. For in passing judgment on another person, you condemn yourself because who, you who judge from a position of arrogance and self-righteousness are habitually practicing the very same things which you denounce. In other words, you, you brought to light your sin by your judging. You brought to light your sin by your judging. New Living Translation. You may think you can condemn such people, but who are you? Just as bad. And you have no excuse when you say they are wicked and should be punished. You are condemning yourself. For you who judge others do the very same things. Bad place to be, brothers and sisters. Bad place to be. We do not want to be judging. Amen. The word of God is explicit. The word of God is explicit. We do not want to be judges because we don't have the wherewithal to judge correctly. Amen. We, um, we don't have the whole revelation. I don't know your whole life. You don't know mine. But I do know this. God loves you. I know he loves me. And I know that he wants to do great things through your life. And he wants to do great things through mine. And I know this, that the only thing that will really stop it is if I give place to the devil. The only thing that's really going to stop the work of God in my life is me. You see, the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus has begun a good work in our hearts. He began a good work in our lives. And the Bible says that he will bring that to completion. Now, he'll do that to the point that we'll allow him to, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Jesus was over in his own land? Do you remember when he was praying for people? Do you remember that the Bible says that he could do no mighty works in his own land? Do you remember that? And you know, the Bible says that he was, he was amazed at their doubt and unbelief. Their doubt and unbelief stopped the working of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes we got to look at that because quite often we get this whole picture in our mind that God can just do anything. Well, true. He's all-powerful. He can come down there and zap every one of us. That's it. We're done. But that's not his plan. But if the Lord Jesus could be hindered letting his love flow out to people through the avenue of healing by doubt and unbelief, do you think that maybe he could be hindered in the midst, in our midst, if we're operating in the same thing? Because Hebrews 13:8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. He has not changed. He's the same. And if that device of the enemy, which it is a device of the enemy, doubt and unbelief, and fear, that's a device of the enemy, if that can be used back then in his own nation, 
it can be used now too, brothers and sisters. If he can get us off, if he can get us off to where we're, let's put it this way, disappointed in one another. If he can get us off into those areas, it sows a seed for doubt. And it can stop the move of God in our midst. And I don't know about you, but I want to see God move. I believe he's already started. I believe we're, on, I believe we're, I believe we're, we're gaining ground. I believe the body of Christ, I believe this, this, this assembly is growing. I think you're sensing something, but you don't really know what it is. Well, you know what that is? Faith is beginning to rise. Faith is beginning to come up. And you don't really recognize, you don't know really what's going on. You just know something's happening. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But you, you, you want more. Well, that's, you need more of Jesus. You need more of the Word. It's starting to rise up in you. And you know what that Bible tells us when that begins to happen? Power begins to happen in our midst. Power. Power is God's ability. God's got ability. Amen? That's one definition of his power. Eh? His ability. Now there's authority, of course. There's two words there. But we want the ability of God. We know we have the authority of God. We got the authority. We have the authority of God. We have been taught that. We know that we have the authority to use the name of Jesus. But we need to know and understand that God has ability to work with us in this. Amen. And he'll, do, he'll, he'll work on our behalf. And he's the one that's going to do the work. And he's going to bring to completion everything he's begun. Right. Glory to God. It's exciting. And all we got to do is obey the word. Right. Let's walk in love with one another. Let's love each other. Yeah. Let's be kind and affectionate to one another. Yeah. Let's hold one another up. The Bible says, in fact, that we are to bear the burdens of the weak. See, there's people who are weak in the faith. You're not supposed to run them down. If they're weak in the faith, you're supposed to build them up and lift them up, the Bible says. See, it's easy for us to make fun and run people down, isn't it? That's easy. The harder part is to come in alongside them and bear them up. Just like Jesus bore you and me up. Yeah, yeah. We're not there yet. We got more boring. We need to be. We need to be helped out more, don't we? None of us have arrived. None of us have arrived. No, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's the Spirit of God moving in our midst. It's the Spirit of God touching our hearts. Bringing revelation to us. It's not all about some guy up here just talking, right? It's about the Spirit of God moving in your heart and in my heart and quickening Himself to you and to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, bless the Lord. I've delivered today what He wanted me to deliver. What I'd, what I'd like to do now is I'd like for us, uh, we, we can close the service out, but I want to give you opportunity for a couple things. One, if you've just been sensing the Spirit of God working in your life and you'd just like to come up and just spend some time with the Lord here just by yourself, just, you know, just, just uh, well, just touching, touching heaven, right? Just coming up here and just get, uh, spend some time with the Lord. Then you do that. And we, we'll give you free space. 
But if you'd like to come up here and, and, and you need some prayer for something, you want some agreement, we've got a prayer team. We'll pray for you. We'll, uh, we'll agree together. We'll see some marvelous and mighty things working because we love one another. We're going to reach out in love to one another. And the Lord is going to move in a great way. That's his will. It was his will in Jesus' time. It's his will in 2016. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you, Father, for each individual here, Father. I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that they've heard your word. But not only heard your word, it's gone in. It's gone down. It's getting down inside them. And Lord, I thank you. Based on your word, we are doers of the word. Not just hearers, but we'll do the word. And as we walk out of this place today, we are purposing in our hearts to love one another. To love one another. Lord, just like you loved us. And we, we purpose in our hearts to be kindly affectionate one to another. And to bear one another up and support one another. Father, I pray that each person here would feel comfortable to talk to their brothers and sisters. To, to pray with one another. And even as James says, that they can confess their faults one to another, that they could be healed. Thank you, Father. We don't want to be too proud. No, we don't want to be too proud at all. We, want to, we just want to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for, well, just thank you for the, the people in this town, in this city, that are going to know the love of Jesus because the love of God is being shed abroad in our hearts and it's being expressed one to another and not only one to another, but out into this community. We pray you be merciful to these people around us. Be merciful to Coal Lake, Bonneville, surrounding areas in the Lakeland, St. Paul, all these areas, Father. We pray that you just be merciful and draw people to the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, just put a hook in their mouth, draw them in. We're asking for rain, just like in Zechariah 10.1. We're asking for that rain. Ask ye the Lord, rain in the day of the latter rain. We want that rain to come down and to water this dry and desolate ground. Water the hearts of people. Lord, be merciful to them. Help them. They're bound for destruction, Lord, without you. They're bound for destruction. They're bound for destruction without the body of Christ reaching out to them to proclaim your word. Help us to be ministers of the living God. Ministers of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Love one another. Reach out to one another. Amen? Praise you, Lord. Come up if you need to. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.